Let's pray quickly. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for this time together, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for fellowship, God. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, will you come and open our ears and our hearts and our minds and my mouth, Lord, and will you come and have your way in this place this morning, Lord. And Lord, we want to thank you for, for Angus and Corin for opening this place for us, God. Yeah. Who over the years have helped so many people. I'm just reminded they've helped so many people indeed. I just want to honor them. Uh, even me when I was a drug addict, they took me in, in this place and I stayed in the Wendy house here. And they and they helped they helped me for like nine months. So I just wanted to honor them. Yeah. Amazing uh Jerry runs the Angus. Amazing, amazing man of God. Amen. Amen. Sure, what a lovely uh, worship this morning. And um, that, that song that Michael was singing about my daily bread. Oh, when I heard that, I was like, yo, that's what we all need, that, that daily bread. And uh, I think without that daily bread, without that word, that word of God that we need on a daily basis. When you were singing that, I was like, sure, that is our portion. That is what we need to get our day started. Without that daily bread, the day is dead. Without the daily bread, the day is dead. <laughs> I remember when I was a crack addict, I used to have my rocks every day. I used to have my crack. I needed my crack every day. And, uh, yeah, without, without that, my day wasn't complete, or my night wasn't complete, uh, or my weekend wasn't complete. I had to have that drug. And for me now, my day is not, can't even start. It can't be complete if I don't have some of the Word of God. And I wonder, you know, what Nick was saying about unity. I didn't know what he was going to uh, what verse we're going to come up with this morning, or what the Lord laid on His heart? But I think, I mean, that's what I think. That is what we, we are all needing: is unity with Jesus and in unity with one another. And so I just want to share just a little bit on that. And uh, just a while back, maybe three weeks ago, I went on a little bit of leave, and then on the way back, I was thinking to myself, God, you know, I'm needing to get. Back together with the elders again, elders meetings and leaders meetings and his community and his dealing with different things. And I just wasn't in, in the mood for it anymore. I was, and I was really cried out to God and said, Lord, I'm not in the... And I was honest with the Lord. It's good for us to be honest with the Lord with our feelings. Right. And that's when he comes through quickly. Instead of bottling it up and just realizing, okay, he knows what I'm going through. But no, we tell him what we're going through. And so I was telling the Lord, Lord, I'm not in the mood for... I, I, I don't even feel like facing my brothers and sisters. I, I'm not in the mood for this anymore, for the meetings and the and the tech book is that it had become um, a religious thing in me, like ticking all the boxes. And so there was no unity anymore in my heart. And so I really cried out to God and said, Lord, please help me in this area. I don't have this desire even to be with my brothers and sisters. You know, I have a desire to be with my immediate family, with my daughter, but for my brothers and sisters, that desire was, um, is waning the right word? Yeah, yeah. Um, waning, it was going away, it was receding, and uh, so I began to, I was reading my Bible, I always like to have uh, um, uh, an Old uh, Testament book that I'm busy with, and then a New Testament book, a bit of the Old and a bit of the New, some evenings it'll be the Old, the next evening it might be the New, but in the Old Testament, I was busy reading through Ruth, and uh, and the Lord, so I'm going to read for us, who knows the story of Ruth, put your hand up. Okay, so I'm, great, 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 great. So I need to read it then. <laughs> this is the, the book of Ruth. I'm not going to read the whole book, just on the first chapter. And, I, and when I got to a certain point, it was like, this is where the Lord spoke to me about unity. And, you know, we were talking about the Word of God, how powerful it is. 
when you read this word sometimes, you might have a dry area, but all of a sudden, because it's a living word, it's alive and active, it says in Hebrews 4.12, every word of God is alive and active. When you read it, all of a sudden, poof, it changes something in you. It motivates you, it gives you a new desire, or changes your heart. All of a sudden, you might have been dry inside, but now all of a sudden there's like something living going on in there. Because the word is real. <laughs> Amen. So, um, okay, I'm going to read for us. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a man of Bethlehem in Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab. So he was um, in, in God's nation, but he went to another nation that wasn't of the Lord. He and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the, names, and the name of his wife, Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Marlon and Chilion. So he went with his wife and his two sons. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem in Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there. But Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died, and she was left with her two sons. I'm looking up, but I can't even see you through his glasses. This is more close. I'm just trying to play the part here. Yeah. <laughs> <like> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Yo. I don't have to worry about stage fright. I can't see you. <laughs> these two guys, these, 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 these two guys, the Israelites, they took Moabite wives. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other Ruth. They lived there about 10 years, and both Marlon and Chilion died. Those are the two sons. So that the woman was left without her two sons and husband. Okay. Then it goes on to say from verse 6. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law to return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the fields of Moab that the Lord had visited his, his people and given them food. So in other words, she's heard now that where she comes from, her, Jerusalem, there's food there again. So she wants to go back there with his two do- her two daughters-in-law. So she set out from the place where she was with the two daughters-in-law, and they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each of you to her mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you, as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. That was each had their own house. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. They were telling her to go now. I'm going to Jerusalem, but you guys need to stay here. You don't have to follow me. She was feeling like she was a, a burden to them. And they said to her, no, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Have I yet sons in my womb that they may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, even if I should have a husband this night, uh, sorry, this night, and should bear sons, would you therefore wait till they were grown? Would you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, for it is exceedingly bitter for me, for your sake, that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. So when it says, Opa kissed her mother-in-law, in other words, she's kissing her goodbye and she's going. But it says, but Ruth clung to her. And when I read that, yo, the Lord just spoke to me in that moment. 
and he said, and he said to me in a roundabout way, Declan, this Ruth, her attitude, she wasn't even from Jerusalem, but her attitude was towards her mother-in-law, I'm clinging to you. And she goes on to say, and she said, see, your sister-in-law, has, uh, Naomi says to her, see, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return about after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And this is a this is a loyalty. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there will I be buried. And so as I read that, as I read that, shoop, something happened in my heart. The Lord changed something. And um, I knew he was saying to me that Declan, that is your attitude from now on. That you that you cling. In the, in the King James Version, um, it's froze. To become one with. To, to freeze. To, to almost like weld it together. And the uh, Lord is saying, Declan, you become one with your brothers and your sisters. Like Ruth. There's a, a unity there. And I thought, oh. So and that broke like a religious uh, spirit in me. A r- religious attitude. Sometimes we... We had that religious attitude, and when we start to do things, it becomes tiring. Because it's not of the Spirit, and it's not God's attitude. So that, as I'm, and I think because I cried out to the Lord and I asked Him to help me in this area, He did that by Spirit. And sometimes we need to ask God to help us with these things. So for me, it was a, became a bit of a, relig- a religious thing, but when I cried out to the Lord, this word, when it came into me, it just changed uh, something. And then it gave me a motivation and a heart just to get back with the leaders again, get to get back with the, the guys again, um, the, the community leaders, Sean and Karen. Sean, it was a bit tough, but you know, it's get better now. <laughs> Sorry, Karen. I know you did well. No. But, um, so it becomes tough. But I think getting close to the Lord again and getting close to the Lord in prayer with these deep issues. When, there's not, when you don't have that unity in your heart, when you don't have that love for your brother. It's amazing that over the last couple of months, we were talking a while back, how I've had to pray. Because, you know, sometimes you've got love for certain people in your heart, and maybe you might, you might not have love for your garden boy. <laughs> you, know, you might not have love for your boss. And uh, so I've seen, and the Lord, I think, has been highlighting those little issues in my heart where I haven't had love maybe for certain people as much as I should have. And I can feel, Lord, you love this person so much, why am I not loving them? And so I'm crying out to the Lord and saying, Lord, please, give me a love for this brother, give me a love for this sister. And then all of a sudden, not always all of a sudden, but sometimes after a while, then all of a sudden, gradually, <laughs> <laughs> it comes. And all of a sudden, like, you, I've got a compassion for this person. And, uh, you know, because of, I want to share something now. So, because of an insecurity of mine, there was, this, there was this one leader, he's not here today, but there was a, a leader in the church. Um, what's he said? No, no, no. Sorry, bro. No, you part too. <laughs> no, there was um, there's a leader in our church. And because of, of the way he led, he led in such a way that, uh, and I was new on the eldership team, and I felt a little bit, Mommy, it was wrong. And so, um, nothing he did wrong. Something, something that was wrong in me, in my heart. Because of the way he did, he led strong, he led wisely, but I would often feel overlooked. You know? And so I, I, I developed a little a grudge in me against him, toward him. 
Because you know sometimes when you when you're new and you come into something like a little child, you want to be patient. How are you doing, well, my boy? If you don't get that, you know. And um, so I held that for a long time. And he was coming back from the states a couple of weeks back, and I knew I had to meet him again. I'm saying, Lord, please do something in my heart. And because I knew it was in me, the problem. I said, do something in my heart. Please change me. Give me a love for my brother. Lord, this is your son. And I mean, he's, he's led many people to the Lord. And he's a good preacher and all this stuff. And, but he's this thing, Lord. And uh, I really prayed about that. And a few nights ago, we had an hour's meeting. And he was going to be in there. my chest. And this is the test now. But I'm praying and praying and praying. And on the way in the car. And I'm saying, but I was saying, you know, making up his thumbs as I'm going along. <laughs> and um, when I get there, there's a time of worship. And um, they ask God to stand in the middle. Everyone wants to prophesy a word for him. And I had just a, I had a little word for him. But I felt, as we were worshipping there, what a sweet okay he said. Yo, and in an instant, I just love this guy. It was amazing. I just felt such a love for him. And, um, because, and the reason, you know, I had to ask the Lord for that. You can't take things for granted. You know, sometimes we don't love people the way we should, but we can ask the Lord. And we can say, Lord, give me a love for this person. Give me a love for your word. Give me a love, Lord, for the unity, for the sheep, for all my brothers and sisters, for everybody in my community group, in the church. Give me a love for them, Lord. And sometimes it's a, a persistent and a constant prayer thing. If you keep on, you keep on. It says in the Bible that He takes us from strength to strength. And from glory to glory, from one degree of loving each other to the next. We don't just come here and we just love like the way Jesus does. Or the way the next person does. Maybe if, if, let's look at, uh, let's speak on Andrew Selly. The way he loves people. The way he loves um, his church. When he talks about the church, he weeps, you know. So we, we get there. But sometimes it, the unity that Nick was talking about. We get close to the Lord. Unified with Jesus. And you pour out everything. And as you pour out everything to him, he takes us from one degree of glory to the next. So there's really that, the Lord showed me really in, in this story, how uh, Ruth, she um, really became one with um, this woman. She said, now I'm clinging to you. Where you go, I go. You know, where you die. You know, we're going in the same cemetery. <laughs> we're going to die together. And that's, uh, and, uh, trust me, that word today will maybe change and do something in us. That also when we go into back into communities and that we will, we will have that attitude. That's good. Lady, have you good laughs there? And um, so that's the oneness that we have with each other. And I'm just thinking of a unity with the Word of God and with the Lord. There's a, a scripture in Second Samuel 23, verse 10, I think. And uh, you know, in the Old Testament, when they speak about the sword. The sword is the weapon. In the New Testament, in Ephesians 6, it says that the, the sword, the sword now is the word of God. The sword of the Spirit is the word of God. So sometimes when we look at the Old Testament scriptures and we see the sword, it's like this is the word of God in action. So, uh, But we don't use the sword anymore, that, that literal sword. It says in the Bible, the fight not against flesh and blood, but it's against spiritual forces of evil. So the sword that we now use is this word. And how the Lord wants us to be to come into unity with this word. And in Second Samuel, there's a story of Eliezer. He's with the Israelites and he's fighting against the Philistines. And um, at one stage, all the Israelites fall back, but he remains there with his sword. 
he stays alone on the battlefield and he just wipes out the enemy. The Lord gives him strength. And it says there in the scripture that um, Eliezer's, Eliezer's sword clung to his hand. In the, old, in, in the King James Version it says, the sword froze to his hand, became one with his sword. And the Lord is looking for us to become one with his sword. It says in the Bible, he is the word of God. In John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. He is the word of God, and he wants us to become one with him. We don't see him face to face. We can try, and we push him to do that. Um, Peter says we haven't seen him, but we love him. And we love him by becoming one with his word. So that, you know, that, that daily bread, it's so important that we become one with his word. So there's a becoming one with each other, a clinging to each other, and a clinging to his word. And if there's something I'd like to add, that sometimes it's easy to read your Bible a lot. You can read a whole chapter or two chapters. And that's when you're listening from the Lord. But he's going to say a lot more to you and me when we pray to him. When we pray first. And, and, and that is a discipline. It says in Acts 2.42 that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and prayer. And prayer is an important part of our, of our walk with Jesus. If we're not praying, if we're just reading our Bible, it's like a... It's, it's not good on your relationship. But there's a prayer that must... We must be a people that pray. That get on our hands and knees and cry out to the Lord. And pour out everything. I think there's a lot of people walking around there. They've got issues, but they're not... They're not getting down on their hands and knees and really crying out to God and pouring out all that they have. I don't want to go off too much, but I wanted to just share a bit on um, on us being committed, man, and you know, and clinging to one another and then clinging to the Word of God. But then prayer as well to pray. And uh, yeah, just you know, as I've been speaking now, maybe something's been ministering to you guys and. I really want to ask you know, if, if I want to pray for us just now that the Lord will do something in our hearts, supernatural. Yeah. And um, what do you want to say? Yeah, go for, go for it. I'm just going to go sit down. No, no, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go away because you're going to pray. But I wanted to just, as Declan was sharing the, the word um, passivity and being passive, and we spoke about it a few weeks ago, being apathetic. And really, uh, the kingdom of God for, it advances and forceful men and women lay hold of the kingdom. And we, we, we're not called, you will never walk this thing out, you'll never fight the good fight if you lay back in a passive position and think that this is just going to unfold willy-nilly. Yeah. It'll never yeah. We have to walk forward. We have to fight for these things. You have to lay a hold of these things. Amen. And you can't be passive. Yeah. You're never going to grow spiritually. You're never going to grow in faith if you sit back and think it's just going to be uh, supernaturally part of you. Yeah. There's a contending for shift. There's a contending to spend time in the Word. There's a contending for time in prayer. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and as Christian people, as 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 brothers and sisters in Christ, the, our character is that we're not a passive people. We're a forceful people, laying hold. And I think that that picture of 
um, a man frozen to his sword, or even a woman frozen to her yeah. sword. It's powerful. There, it is. We, we are in a war, and we are warriors for yeah. Christ. Come we on. are not passive. Because if you're passive, you're going to get the poop kicked out of you. <laughs> my quote that. <laughs> if you lay down and you think you're going to sit back and watch, Christian, being a Christian is watching or binging on series, like your life is that, where you can just like sit on the couch or sit in bed. Your, your life is not that. Your life has got to be a picture of war. Yeah. Where, where we're contending for purity, we're contending for holiness, we're contending for time in the Word, contending for fellowship, contending for unity. Yeah. You have to be front-footed. And it's, a, and it's a something that you learn. Because you come in here with a history of, maybe even you're contending for the wrong things. So you're, you're passionate about the things of the world. And you have to shift and become passionate and contend for the things of the kingdom. No one can do that for you. We can encourage each other to that thing. We encourage each other to being front-footed and being um, intentional. But no one can do that for you. You have to become a warrior in your spirit. You need a, a warrior spirit where you fight for the things of God. Amen. Otherwise, we are, we'll amount to nothing. You'll, some of us will enter heaven with, how does Paul say it, with the flames just... Um, Smiling like smoke. Smelling like smoke, <laughs> and some of us will some of us will boldly come before the king, and he'll say, "Well done, my good and faithful warrior, my good and faithful servant." And some of us won't make it. Some of us will have squandered um, what God wanted for us because we were just too lazy. Uh, and society amongst us is that you would just sit back and watch other people live their lives on TikTok and YouTube and. You know, actors acting out a life that we're not living. And it's not truth. Truth is we all need to be living something that is counting. And be it one-on-one, be it one-on-two, one-on-ten, one-on-a-hundred. But we need to live lives that are passionate, full of zeal, loving each other, encouraging each other. Yeah, amen. So should we pray into that text? Yeah. Yeah, Just on the disciplining yourself, Hebrews 12, 11... Um, says no discipline seems pleasant at the time. You know, when it comes to praying in the morning and reading your Bible, it's not always nice for your flesh. But once you start and once you get into it, it's good. It says no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but it's painful. Hebrews 12, 11, it's painful. Later on, however, it produces the sweet harvest of righteousness for those who are trained by it. But you must be willing to be you go in that training. Amen? Amen. Okay, before I pray, is there anybody else that wants to share something along that, that you felt something? Please, come on. Okay. Um, sorry, I'm a bit nervous. Okay, uh, I just have to confirm what you were saying about our brothers and sisters in God, because um my husband and I, Michael, the, the handsome guy that's sitting over there, <laughs> we, we've been in China for three years, and we, we had nothing there. So we watched uh, sermons on, on YouTube every Sunday, and, but we really missed br- our brothers and sisters in Christ. And um, then at a certain stage, soon before we came back, I read something in the Bible that I thought 
God was speaking to me, I have to do it. It's not something I wanted to do, but that was what I read, and I decided I'm going to do it. Um, luckily, Michael told me to speak to one of the elders before I really take that decision. Uh, we did that, and um, he explained to us uh, what, what I read is true, but he put it more into context. And that completely changed my mind again. So if, if we didn't have the brothers and sisters to help us to understand things correctly, we can become totally misguided. Because if I just carried on with that decision, it would have been the biggest mistake in my life that would have affected so many people. And I did that with good intentions, but it was... It was not right, and I needed other people to explain it to me. So being in China really made us realize how important it is to have brothers and sisters that we talk with, when, especially when we're in difficult times or want to make big decisions. And I must say, after China, after this experience... I really understand how important it is, like you said, to have the love and to share with our brothers and sisters. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. And agree. Let's agree in prayer. Unity. Let's pray. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you for your word, God. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your love, God. Thank you for your unity, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your word is power, God. You are power, God. You are love, God. And Father, we pray this morning in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, that you will come, Lord, and you'll give us a zeal, God, like never before, Lord. A zeal and a hunger and a thirst for your word, Lord. We'll be hungry for you, God. We'll be thirsty for you, Lord. We will come and drink from the well of life, God, in the name of Jesus, and I pray, Lord, that you'll come infiltrate our hearts with your love, God, with your passion for one another, with the commitment for one another. We would die for one another, Lord. Lord, we say to one another, where you go, I go. Where you die, I die. We die together. Father, would you come and do that in our hearts this morning? Come and fill us with your uh, love, Lord. Come and fill us, Lord, with a passion, God, like never before, God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. Give us such a unity, Lord, like never seen before, God, in Jesus' name. May we cling to one another, Lord. May we cling to one another. May we fight these battles, Lord. Back to back, Lord. May it be like Nick said, warriors, Lord. Front-footed, Lord. Zealous, Lord. Tenacious, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Change us this morning, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. May we be committed to you, Lord. The things of the world, God. The YouTube. May, Lord, that may take the back sheet, Lord. You will be number one in our lives, Lord. We bind that spirit, Lord, of, of, of our minds being... Um, uh, what do you... Um, what do you call it? Tantalized? Um, taken over. Taken over. Thank you. Taken over by YouTube, Lord, and all these things, God. Enticed. Lord, enticed. 
come, Lord. Come and have your way, Father God, this morning. And may we be a people that are committed to your word, Lord. That our hands freeze to the sword, God. We become one with your sword, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. As we become one with you, God, in prayer, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we'll be a people that in the mornings, God, we get on our hands and knees and we pour out to you, Lord. Our very desires, our very faults, our insecurities, Lord, our weaknesses, Lord. That you can come, Lord, in our weakness and make us strong. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. And say even today, Lord, come and anoint us, Lord. Come and appoint us, Lord. Come and show us, Lord, your face, God. In Jesus' name. Lord, that we will never be the same again, God. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. I pray for your anointing of each and every one in this place, Lord. For your oil of joy. For your oil of gladness, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Don't yeah, well, uh, as Declan was praying, uh, you, you mentioned the word enticed, and even with what we heard today, and, and trusting the Lord, and, and listening to Him, and the adjustments we need to make in our heart, and following Him, and loving one another, um, and laying down those things that distract us and take us over. Um, in the book of James, it says that we are enticed, um, and we're tempted because we're enticed and lured by our own desire. So it's not because of the temptations. We're actually being tempted because we want those things. We yeah. we want, you know, the things that distract us. We want it. And and, and as we are talking about the, earlier about the discipline, uh, Merboy says this thing that discipline leads to desire. Mm-hmm. And then as we remain disciplined, as we, we set those disciplines in place and having those around us, walking with us, helping us, and as we're open in yeah. that, it leads to a desire where all of a sudden the word is not just the word anymore. It's, it's a living thing. It's it's alive in our hearts. He stirs it up in us. We when praying is not just oh, I got to do this thing. It's it's actually becomes a life lifeline. It's Him, you know. And and I really want to encourage us those things that are distracting us that to really consider that and ask the Lord and and, and speak with one another that we would that we get all the help that we can, you know, to to yeah. walk in, a, yeah. in in the manner that is worthy of the gospel of Christ and in, in the manner worthy of that which he's called us to you and that we would be we would identify those things that uh, that we are enticed by because we yeah. secretly want them yeah. and we ask that the Holy Spirit come and reveal those things mm-hmm. so we can get rid of the distractions mm-hmm. and grow in discipline that leads to desire and as we desire more and more of him we result in more discipline more desire and, and I want to encourage us to really uh, agree with what you said earlier is to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal it and then to allow others to come into our lives and help us mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit walking this thing out so it's good yeah. amen amen everyone thank you guys